Welcome to Subject Matter, where we help leaders navigate the tricky waters of building a company. We are shining a light on the subtleties that unlock empathetic communication, letting you build powerful relationships. I'm your host, Ben Bradbury, the founder of Astutely, and together we empower B2B leaders with messages that connect with their customers and employees' heads and hearts. And now, let's get into today's story. What if there was a game that could improve your decision-making, expand your risk tolerance, and help you understand your blind spots? No, I'm not talking about business for a second. I'm talking about poker. In fact, this game can quickly allow you to become more aware as a leader and empathize with other players as well. In poker, blind spots matter more than ever. It can cause you to lose your hand or lose your mind. While in business, a blind spot can be a catastrophic blow to your bottom line and putting resources into a product that doesn't have market fit. Business leaders have a lot to learn from the game of poker. On today's episode, we'll study the first and only woman to win the World Series of the Poker Tournament of Champions who uses her knowledge on human behavior and decision-making to thrive at the games of poker and life. And we will demystify the different biases that all humans have to help you mitigate your blind spots by better understanding yourself and others. Annie Duke is one of the top poker players in the world and an author in behavioral decision science. In 2004, Duke was the first and only woman to win the World Series of Poker Tournament of Champions, beating nine former World Championship winners and even her brother to pocket a cool two million US dollars. Duke had never previously thought playing poker was on the cards pun definitely intended. She moved to Montana with her husband when she was 26, healing from a stomach sickness. She missed the time window for faculty appointments after completing her master's degree in cognitive psychology, so she couldn't apply as an academic professor. So she took her brother up on the suggestion to turn to poker to make some easy money. And what was originally a short stint turned into a 20-year-long career playing the game. And while this wasn't part of her plan, she still learned to use her background in cognitive science to help her in the game. She's been able to pair her academic work with real-life experience at the poker table to shine a light on how high-level decisions are made. Annie Duke left her comfort zone to seize an opportunity in poker, making a bet on herself to pursue what she thought was unconventional at the time. It was too great of a decision to give up, and it allowed her to reach more of her potential. In her book, Thinking in Bets, Duke points out how poker players live in a world in which risk is made explicit, and are therefore trained to assess incoming information logically and judiciously in a way that other people are not. She says uncertainty is constantly lurking in our everyday lives, even in areas we don't think present any risk. She says, and I quote, We live in an ambiguous world and everything has a little bit of risk involved in it. This is especially true when it comes to communication and how we behave because of how we interpret different messages. If you think about it, just because someone is saying one thing and you're hearing something else, that doesn't mean they always match up. The wires can cross more often than we think. Everyday life, Duke believes, closely mimics the dynamics of a poker game. 
She's not the only one who thinks this. My previous performance coach, Chris Sparks, CEO of the Forcing Function and former online top 20 poker player, says all of life is poker, making decisions with incomplete information. And Chris bases much of his career today in performance coaching on probability and risk assessment while making decisions. An average person makes thousands of decisions per day, and Duke has mastered the art of reducing the uncertainty that comes in that decision-making process. A hand of poker takes about two minutes, she writes. Over the course of that hand, I could be involved in up to 20 decisions, and each hand ends with a concrete result. I either win money or I lose money. The result of each hand provides immediate feedback very important, remember that, on how your decisions are faring. The subtle difference that allows ambitious leaders to build thriving businesses while other leaders who are equally ambitious fail is because they aren't getting enough feedback. Why is that essential? Because every leader, no matter how naturally talented or whether they're playing poker, it's critical for them to have a supporting recurring feedback loop to mitigate the blind spots that we all have. Receiving feedback is the name of the game for business founders. If you want to find product market fits the moment that your market wants your product, you have to get feedback from hundreds, if not thousands of interactions. And so founders have to become aware of the signals they are putting out in the daily decisions that they make. Now we're going to turn to our second book of the day, which is by Douglas Stone and Sheila Heen, and it's called Thanks for the Feedback, The Science and Art of Receiving Feedback Well. And in the book, Stone and Heen give two key areas where we all have blind spots, leaky faces and leaky tones. First of all, leaky faces. What do I mean by that? Well, it's quite simple. We cannot see our own faces unless we're looking in a mirror. Poker players have to be the master of knowing how their faces look and to mask up with deception. Imagine you receive some amazing news. Your face is going to light up. Now, if a poker player receives amazing news that they're dealt two aces, they can't show that because everyone else is going to latch on. And if you get dealt a two and a seven, one of the worst hands you can be dealt, you don't want to show that you have nothing. You need what's called, with good reason, a poker face. So typically, The reason that we have these leaky faces, it's in response to someone else's behavior or another stimulus like being dealt those cards. And so we've got to be aware of our own behavior that tends to be invisible to ourselves. Now, on the other hand, we've got leaky tones, which is that we cannot hear our own tone of voice. And this is why it's so pertinent to have a sounding board who knows our message is being communicated properly and can call us out if it's not. We've explained this phenomenon further in episode 20 of this season's Lessons from Opera, Why Sounding Boards Unlock Leaders' Potential. And what we hear through sounds when our STS turns off when we speak. For more on that, go and tune in to that episode. Duke's younger sister, poet Katie Lederer, wrote in her 2003 memoir, Pokerface, describing Duke's way of talking as just this side of taunting, a clipping, carousing voice that would carry through a room. So Duke had to get feedback from her sister on how her own voice was being shared. So think about this as a business leader yourself. You're not going to know how your voice is being perceived unless you get feedback from your staff, from your customers. 
So what can you learn about playing poker that allows you to deal with your blind spots? First of all is simply awareness, to be aware of the uncertainty around it and to identify our blind spots. Uncertainty has the power to make people more open-minded. And in a talk at Google in 2018, Duke highlights the importance of creating optionality by surrounding yourself with people whose opinions and perspectives don't align with your own. Seeking people who disagree and asking yourself, what does the other person know that I don't? opens up the door to uncertainty and allows some intellectual humility. Second is to be selective about the bets that you make. One of the big mistakes poker players make is playing too many hands. And similarly as humans, we can go all in on too many initiatives. We have to know our limits and intentionally choose which mountain to climb and which one to pass on. And finally, in training yourself to think like a poker player by mitigating uncertainty and avoiding unnecessary worry, you become less susceptible to knee-jerk biases. Emotional decisions are the bane of a successful founder. You want to be as rational as possible to survive. The mental model that I'm leaving you with today is to think about your decisions as if you were a poker player. Understand your blind spots in much the same way that we have leaky face and leaky tone. Being aware of these allows us to counteract the pitfalls that we might fall into in how we make decisions and we empathetically communicate with our customers and our employees. The antidote to these blind spots is feedback to eliminate them and to form your own understanding of where those blind spots are. This allows you to take more calculated risks as a leader with more knowledge of yourself rather than making an emotional decision without understanding the implications of your actions. So taking these steps like you're a poker player allows you to think more rationally because when you're playing the game of business, being blind to feedback is too big of a price to pay. Hey, it's Ben here. Just before you head off, one quick thing. This podcast teaches you the skill of empathetic communication. And if you're interested in accelerating your empathetic communication and to start applying it to your brand and business, we've created an actionable five-step checklist, which breaks down the exact steps you need to take to unlock this skill and start creating messages that connect with your customers and employees' heads and hearts. You can download it for free over on our website, weareastutely.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time for another episode of Subject Matter.